1: 18 plus.
4: It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You better like listen in public might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants podcast episode. one. One seventy eight, fill me up. I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you for tuning in to another brand new Purple Pants podcast. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. baby it was giving a hot one a heat wave has hit the country and it's giving hot i hope that you guys are keeping yourself hydrated keeping that cup filled up with water because baby it was giving too hot to handle and i'm not talking the reality dating show okay it was giving too hot for me to do anything people was like hey let's go outside no I'm in the air in my bed watching TV leave me alone it's too hot you get up you start sweating but listen I live for a nice warm hot summer day I mean it hit better when you at the beach or the pool but yes you know I just love the summertime y'all know summer summer summertime but I have a photo shoot coming up this week and so I had to do some scouting uh, for areas where I could you know take my little photos you know it's all in the details and so I had went to a section of Fairmount Park in which in the Philadelphia area Fairmount Park is the biggest park in the city is really kind of like the biggest city park in North America and I have like this little trail that I always run on and you know I was just like scouting out different spots and as I was on my hike I was like you know what there is this like hidden secret uh, watering hole called Devil's Pool and I'm like you know what let me just hike over there it was about a four mile hike in Bay Bay Okay when I tell y'all I was so surprised when I got to Devil's Pool bay, bay it was giving club Devil's Pool there were so many different people out there young old and there is this cliff where you can dive or jump off the cliff and into the water and where the water is at that particular section in the, the creek it's deep and so baby I just was not ready people had their hookahs out they had their grills out the music was jamming I had just originally just tended to a hike there to see if I could possibly like shoot there but baby when I got there it was giving a party and I love these hidden gems in the cities or any city that you live in. I'm sure there are hidden gems that not a lot of people know, but if you know, you know. And I was just telling my sister that, you know, the city of Philadelphia, when you watch the news, there's so many killings, so many robberies, so many like negative press. And I feel like these hidden gems aren't highlighted enough. It was a diverse mix of people, young, old. You know, some people was out there with the little herbals, music, they kids. And everyone was just getting along. Like, I just happened to be, like, standing, sitting there. A group of people was like, hey, you want to sit? We got an open chair if you want to sit, because clearly I'm just standing there awkwardly because I just hiked there and I wasn't expected to see all of these people, but it was just such a fun time. And I just encourage everybody to, like, get out your comfort zone, take a walk by yourself, go explore your city. There are so much fun things to do, but sometimes we get trapped in our own mind, in our own heads, staying in the house, watching Netflix, which you know I love to do, but sometimes it's really great to get out. So, you know, baby boy had a fun, active weekend while I tried to keep my cup filled up because it was hot. It was hot, you know, staying hydrated. Also, it's so important during these times when we have these heat waves to check on your elderly family members, your neighbors, your friends. Sometimes you think everyone's okay, but you know, it could be 102 degrees and a family member could be sitting in their home With the windows up and a box fan on And that's not good So, you know, just check on your family members Check on your friends Check on your neighbors Be a good person and ensure that they okay Bring them a bottle of water Make sure their windows is open Because uh, it's too hot You got to check on your loved ones But I'm really excited for this week's episode We got the church announcements And yes, p Valley is back They took a week off But we got the gang together Dr. Sharia Lloyd from Survivor China Chappelle from RHAP nothing but netflix is here and we are breaking down this really great episode we have not done a purple pants promotions in a while so i'm so excited to have the creator of the brand snp strive and prosper justin tiff here to give the posse the rundown on his brand S&P and why he created it and of course you know we got the church announcements I already said that but you know I meant the freak of the week so listen let's get into these church 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 announcements And on this week's church announcements, I just want to make sure the posse knows that the challenge breakdown episode three is available. You can listen to it on the purple pants podcast, or you can head over to the window Holland YouTube channel and check out our videos. This week we had Dominic Abate on the, the breakdown and listen, we had to break it all the way down. Cause listen, it was given a very, not the greatest the Dom and he was able to come on the podcast, answered all of the questions took accountability, and gave us some inside tea on the challenge, so if you have not checked out the challenge breakdown yet, you better do yourself a favor and fill it up and get into it, the challenge br- breakdown
3: it's a man who, it's a menu. you me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew it's a man who, it's a menu. you, me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew
4: and we are back this week last week stars said pause take a break see y'all next week and I said what in the devil this ain't this ain't the NBA this is not what's going on here but I am excited to be back this week P-Valley has released episode 7 Jackson and listen I mean it's not giving Jackson 5 it might be giving Jackson 3 because everyone is here I'd like to formally welcome back to the podcast my sister my friend my survivor Uh Uh-uh, my cut-up buddy, Dr. Sharia Loy. What it do?
2: What it do? The band is back together.
4: We is back together. Okay, it's giving DC3 after the (laughs) Say My Name video. Okay, so I'd like to formally welcome back to the podcast, Latavia Brandon (laughs) Chappelle. Wow. How did I end up being Latavia?
0: I thought I was at least Latoya Luckett. I couldn't (laughs) even be Babe, it's, I'm just it's torn, giving torn between the two yes. Right, exactly Because yes. I really want to be with you I'm listen, just saying
4: Brandon, I mean, sorry, Chappelle Do What's not get me in my feelings Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I damn. think this episode Might be exactly what it needs to get you Your feelings Ooh. first, it was a lot So listen, I Y'all know I like to talk uh, But this episode was Very triggering for me So I have a A lot to say uh, From my perspective So I need my sis Riri I need her perspective I need Latavia, us Latoya, Michelle. I need your perspective. Efara,
3: yeah. Oh, no! but did you get your
4: luggage?
0: Yeah.
3: I'm here. You get your luggage. Whoa.
0: Justice,
4: Efara, she didn't do nothing to deserve oh that. But okay,
2: God. that was a good one. Oh, now, that was my. a
4: good one. Okay, you know what? I think I I think we need to go back to just having one, two people because it's too much. I can tell. Wow. <laughs> I feel like it's giving a lot. Um, Uh, But listen, we're here. Episode seven, Jackson. It starts off. It's giving very Diana Ross. It's giving very much the Supremes. It's giving very much Ernestine. She living her best life. And when I'm watching this, I'm like, is this a dream? Is this a flashback? Or is somebody high like that? that, Those were the three things things. that like popped into my mind. Um, And we see Grandmom Ernestine, Grandmother Ernestine singing and she is looking vibrant, beautiful. And we get to see a flashback essentially of the the start of the pink and throughout this series of the episode. Of the season I feel like We've seen a lot We've seen a whole episode of Keyshawn And we've seen a lot of like going back And for me this was like The missing piece of the puzzle Why Uncle Clifford is so invested In the pink because it's not Just the pink for him This is like where he grew up This is where his granddaddy granddaddy Used to come after Essentially being a slave, drinking corn liquor. This is like, you know, so for me, I, I really enjoyed seeing Grandma Ernestine, um, her perspective and and seeing her on that stage.
2: Yeah, it was a nice flashback, I think, to give us a little history of the pink, because it also shows you why Uncle Clifford is so tied to the pink.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's probably no shock to nobody that Uncle Cliff grew up in the club. Right. Like Grandma <laughs> Ernestine uh, them there right and you know it's it's so it's interesting because she's been around sex work and like nightclubs her whole life too right and so mm-hmm. Uncle Cliff is almost like this is like his heritage this is part of his history is being a part of all of this stuff whether it was the people who were you know slipping money to each other the dancing the muses this is what built Uncle Cliff now did y'all mm-hmm. notice that Uncle Cliff has ba- basically been Uncle Cliff since he was yes, the, uh, a baby, baby. <laughs> yes. why, why
2: is that child's I name Uncle?
4: Some, right, I want <laughs> some
2: context why that was his nickname at that young <laughs> (laughs) age
4: (laughs) okay because ain't nobody coming around calling me uncle Bryce when I'm four
0: okay
4: (laughs) he was born an uncle it happens it's ghetto but it happens (laughs) the one thing what I I took away from uh, Ernestine singing was it didn't always start off as a strip club and hearing uncle Cliff when he is talking to Autumn because he's meeting Autumn here in this moment but the thing that I took away was the start of the pink was really kind of like the plate like the what's the word that I want to use? It's like the the taboo place. It was mm-hmm. always the taboo place for black people when black just freed slaves, but still be working on the plantation. They needed a a place to go and it was the speakeasy. And mm-hmm. it, you, you seen the evolution of, first of all, you seen the evolution of grandma Ernestine's, her hair, you know, went from curly, went from pro and it started off as like a speakeasy, just liquor. Then it started off as like a pool hall. Then it started off as like the, all these like taboo things in the black community. And here we are in, in 2000, the 2020s and The taboo place now is a strip club, but I I really enjoyed seeing the evolution of the pink and how it's always been this like hot topic, this place that like, should you go? Should I not go? Is, is, Is this legal? Is this not legal?
0: Yeah and it's, it's, it's cool though I, I like that they have the pink and giving it Like different layers because that's what the show has been doing From jump right it's been taking uh, You know sex workers and strippers And people who you know might sell drugs And stuff like that and then painting them in a light That's like okay they're more than just that one Aspect of them and so the pink is very much More than a strip club it's a home for a lot Of people it's a, a safe haven um, It's just a pillar of the community And it always has been but man uh, Seeing Loretta Divine up there on stage mm. Again like the original dream girl that she is that was really dope I love this scene
2: yeah absolutely I agree too and it shows you the different people in the community that are there so whether it's still taboo or not for strip clubs right you see everybody everyone everybody And, Mm -hmm.
4: and although Loretta Devine is the original dream girl she has been in countless movies for me the quintessential wordage of Loretta Devine is I'm cooking cornbridge, cabbage, and yo, oh yeah, okay. Oh, you leaving? Oh, I hope he's not watching me walk away. Oh <laughs> Lord. Look, wait her role in waiting to excel for uh, me. Everything. Oh Everything. Everything. So, listen. If you have not, maybe if uh, Chappelle and I start our black movie series up again, maybe waiting to exhale should be on there. Right on the list.
0: Yeah, (laughs) doc. Doc, you can join us. You know, we 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 got a good little a little system
4: going right now. So I wouldn't be mad at talking about waiting to exhale. Listen. Um, Invitation accepted. Okay. (laughs) It's giving, um, because I'm trying to figure out why does it hurt so bad? (laughs) Uh, But speaking of talking uh, in this moment, Cliff is meeting Autumn. And I feel like finally the conversation, finally the resolution, finally the understanding of Clifford and Autumn uh, that we need. And they're meeting and Cliff is like, listen, we ain't been talking for weeks and I'm not here for it. Oyster the tea <laughs> girl? And she's mm-hmm. essentially saying, I've always had intentions to sell it. And I think that, you know that, mm-hmm. and I, I understand your hold on it, but listen, I want to do your ancestors justice. I want to do the pink justice and get its, its worth. And we didn't think that they would offer any, of us more than 10,000. I just got an offer from the promised land, for five million, and Uncle Cliff grabbed his pearls like five million. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Autumn says, I didn't take it because I want to get its worth 10 million. And at least I feel like we have Autumn being honest and saying, I was never trying to keep this shit Okay (laughs) And she has said that many times And she stayed true to that And the amount that she wants And the amount that she wants And it's also like Uncle Cliff You need to come to grips with She's in the right Whether you like it or not
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Where else you gonna get If she's selling for 10 million 3.5 million Like Uncle Cliff Wake up Yeah And it's, uh, I I like to see this conversation between Uncle Cliff and um, Autumn because it's like, as a viewer, I'm just like, F Autumn. I'm tired of her. She's doing this wrong. But at the same time, let somebody offer me $9,000 for my $3,000 car. Listen. Mm. So it's yours. (laughs) It's yours. I get the smell out of it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's yours. And so at least I like the fact that we have this like understanding.
1: Plus.
4: then we flash forward back or not flash forward but we we get to tarica and mercedes woo, woo. now what i will say about and what i've been saying this whole time of us watching p valley is and we know that they've taken a year and a half off due to the pandemic and we've said Coming back on the first episode, I love the realization that the pink brings. Like you know, we went through COVID. They are very much so speaking about COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Now, would they have the whereof all to know that Roe versus Wade would be overturned?
2: Mm. Mm. But I do like that they kind of touched on you know giving her the decision. She was like, "This is your body. You know, your, what do you want to do?" Right. <laughs>
4: And we see that clearly Mercedes wants Terrica to abort the child mm-hmm. for all intensive purposes to give Terrica an option. Um, and, and we see this between Mercedes and Reverend Woodbine that Mercedes never had the option, right. although Reverend Woodbine was not the greatest mother, uh, but she took a stance, mm-hmm. and whether or not you know us all having parents, us all having black parents, when we're growing up, if you know our m- mom is saying, "Don't wear yellow today, wear black," we gonna be like, "Well, why the hell can't I wear yellow?" Mm-hmm. And then twenty years later, we might have some trauma to the color yellow because we just never had that option to wear yellow. Right. And yeah, We go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
0: I was just. I want to point out that you're right. The option is a very important thing about this whole episode because even though this episode was written before, like you said, Ro, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Like this is a hot topic in like in the community right now because it's in the news and it just happened and all that other stuff. But even years ago this was still a conversation that were really being had and it's like yeah it's it's cool to put, push it to the front of the narrative now for TV purposes or whatever but this this was written before that mm-hmm. so they already wanted to talk about the idea of choice and what it means to be able to make a decision like this for yourself and and throughout this episode we see that everybody is not equipped to make this decision I mean at 14 years old it's yes. clear that Terika does not know what the hell she's talking about.
2: Absolutely I love though that Mercedes is like you can tell she's so hesitant she's like I I do not want her to go through what I want her, what I went through. But I want her to make the decision for herself, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and, like, I mean, you keep saying that she's like, I don't want it, but she lets her make a
4: decision. And what even I love more about that, Riri, is that in history repeats itself, mm-hmm. and Mercedes continues to relive her experience with her mother. And how many times? How many times have we gotten slapped in the face by our mom and been like,
1: <laughs> Well,
2: you know what's also funny about that? It's all the things about, like she said, when I have a child, I'm never going to do this, right never. It's All these things that you say, I'm never going to do or I'm never going to be like. And every day, listen, I tell my mother, I'm like, Mavis, I am turning into you. Slowly
0: but surely. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like that, and you know, again, Terika being so young, it's easy to say that because Mercedes yeah. even says, "I said that too when I was your age." Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, uh, Mercedes was getting the business from uh, from Pastor Woodbine, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah, okay. and so. She, yeah, so she makes a change for the better to say, I'm not gonna do you like how my mama did you, how did me or whatever. But then Tarika's looking at Mercedes like, well, I'm not gonna do you like how you did me. It's like, <laughs> right. yeah, well, nobody's perfect, and if these young parents be trying to figure it out. Like, there's no manual to how to be a parent as a, of a child when you are 14, 15, 16 years old, hell, 30. So you know, by by now, it's just apparent that you know Tarika does not see the big picture that these people are trying. It doesn't always turn out great, but all you can do is try
4: your best. Mm-hmm. Right. And to Terica, uh, to Terika's defense, her being a child of, I mean, I don't know if we would say like in the foster care system, but her being a child not raised by her biological mother. And, you know, she has all the things that she wants. Clearly, she's living in an upper middle class world. You know, she has the life and. From Tarika's own mouth, the only one thing that she ever really wanted was, I don't know if it's the love, I don't know if it's the acceptance, or just the sheer presence of her mother right? Mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of the times in a black community we see this from the opposite end of like people yearning and wanting for their father and you know the, the dad you know you hear the dead be dad and all the excuses of like oh you don't know what the, your, your mother's family did to me and it's like just the child all the, the child doesn't know all of that the child doesn't understand the dynamics of that all the child knows is that like my father isn't there all the child knows is that like Mercedes or my mom. You might be a stripper. You might've been 14. They might've told you that you could never have me. But all I know is that at eighth grade dance, you wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just feel like the Terrica and Mercedes storyline is just, it, it, there's so many depths to it. And I love like the Evan flow that we get throughout this episode of it because it's just so relatable. Mother, daughter, father, son, Parent, yeah. pet, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, yes, pet, because you know, are your dogs, your cats, like, yeah, it, 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 it's a lot for me. Um, and then we get to see Lil Murder. <laughs> it's Murder. And he is in the home and he is on the couch crying, mourning the death of one of his loves, Big T, R.I.P. to Big T. And we see uh, Grandma Ernestine. Upstairs, going through COVID. And I just like to say, just want to point out that, like, they deal with COVID different. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Bryce? Tell me about it. I'm just saying, Grandma Ernestine got the COVID and- They are in the room. And, okay. Mm-hmm. Little, little homicide, little murder, you know, whooping up some food, sitting on the bed. You know, like just right next to her, and he ain't even double mask, and he ain't even got the NH nine mask. He got the um <laughs> the poppy store mask.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, but we we see a very intimate moment of Little Murder and Grandma Ernestine, where she's Cliff is out handling. Business and he left murder to care for his grandmother and he's cooking for her and you know he's she like oh I don't want to eat I that food clip for me I don't want that he like I, I I whipped you up something special and she's like oh you you better be careful this old bitch <laughs> might want to keep you around and he like well grandma Ernestine I'm always here I, she's like I'm not the bitch <laughs> that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah I mean Uncle Cliff can't cook
0: We found that out On this oh, episode Like let's Let's yeah. just talk about it Chicken and dressing You can't make chicken And dressing Uncle Cliff Really uh, Apparently not <laughs> Yeah But little murder maze weather pork chops Candy yams mm. Collard greens And cornbread mm. I'm just saying She's making boy, good points here
4: Keep them around There's some good boy, food Boy we had a time We had a
0: time <laughs> Last
4: night <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, I, I I love the first of all, I just love Grandma Ernestine's character Like she might Have lived a life She might have been A lounge singer But she loved Her Uncle Clifford And the relationship That she has With Uncle Clifford Like she might be I don't know how old She's supposed to be In this series But she might be blind She might be going Through a lot But she's with it She gets it She gets all the nuances Like she understands The relationship Between Lil Murda And Cliff And I love it And Cliff comes home From the meeting And he's he doesn't see little murder on the couch. He's like, where's my grandmother? He goes upstairs and whew, we finally get the interaction that I have been waiting for seven episodes for. <laughs> and it is one interesting one that, you know, grandma Ernestine asleep. Then they, enter or make their way into uncle cliff's lair as little murder says. And he's like, I'd be so lucky to finally make it here. And uncle cliff like wish you here. And what I I love is that it seems like uncle cliff seems to de-weaponize little murder and wait, Brandon, what's little murders real name? That's LaMarcus. LaMarcus. <laughs> I, I, okay. Hey, you, you, Reaver, you hear you hear how ready he is
0: he with his like, name? That's
4: LaMarcus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chef Boy so, Negro. Is that okay. what he's calling? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like when uh, LaMarcus is with Uncle Cliff, it's not Little Murder. It's, it's LaMarcus. And we get into a lot of these conversations. And one of the conversations is as they're like playing around and talking, he asks Uncle Cliff, like, what are you? Or like, how do you Mm -hmm. identify or, and that can be such a triggering question to someone in the uncle cliff's realm, because it's like, are you really asking that? Because I, I can't just like explain it to you. But at the same time, it's like you have this ninja that is in this space where I feel like a lot of Queer people, a lot of like, we want this. We want this conversation. Like, we want to, but th- it never comes exactly when you want it. So it's like, well, wh- what in the hell? Like, h- how do we get here? But I just, just this interaction between them of like trying to understand and mm-hmm. trying to, to get it. For me, it's just like, whew, just very. Real life scenario for me. So I'm curious to hear what y'all take on this interaction was.
2: Well, I'm happy that they finally had this moment. I think most importantly, right? This is something like you said, we've been waiting seven episodes for this. They they've been waiting mm. too. Um, so I'm happy they had that. I do think that it was interesting though that Lil Murder asked Uncle Clipper that question. But when you think about it, it's like they still have so much learning to do about each other. Um, and they haven't really had all of those open and honest conversations, and I think that was a point where it was like, you know what, I'm gonna ask, you know. And he he's being vulnerable himself because even <laughs> Clipper said, "Who are you?"
0: Mm. Oh,
2: oh, <laughs> yeah. Who are
0: you? That's so. Was, yeah.
2: So at the same time, it's kind of like he was a little bit offended about the question, but you know, I think it was an open moment for a little murder too. Like, you know, he knows who he is, but do mm. I know who I am?
0: right and it's crazy too because Uncle Cliff immediately like calls that out he's like yeah. I, I am literally what you see is what you get it is me mm-hmm. this is what you see and I don't have to explain myself to and anybody ben, because I know who I am hope. <laughs> right, Uh-oh. And, a, and a, a
4: whole ass uncle since he was four. <laughs> right, and so that, that's but, when I gagged because he was like, "Look at this Gucci bag!" And mind you, when when uh, Ernestine Gucci was bag. singing in the club, right. and they showed that little image of that baby, he had that bag around him. <laughs> Three year old <laughs> Gucci did. bag. Yeah, it,
0: it was an old Gucci. It really was. Uncle Clifford <laughs> getting a little long in the tooth, but he still <laughs> held on to it. But but yeah, there was so, so many cool things from this scene. Definitely that moment with the like, well, what are you? You know the little murder because He can't be who he is you and know
4: For whatever he's trying to do in life He says that he says and when Uncle Cliff Directly asks him that question he says On what the world won't Let me be And again From and now y'all Please stop me when I go long winded But for me who has Had real life dealing With men that are not Comfortable With what they like, Mm -hmm. uh, these conversations just can be they make me mad. And at the same time, they also like I feel like I want to give you grace because Mm -hmm. I know what my journey as like a gay black man has been. And and that's just like, you know, me being myself. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what it's like for someone that doesn't automatically get that. Idol of oh you gay on you And for you to come to that realm But and again another Very significant moment for me Was when Now what's his name Devontae who Levert. What's LaVert's name who was you talking Levert? about this
0: time LaMarcus L- LaMarcus <laughs> LaMarcus I was over here like just, Wait it's just, no, sorry.
4: just call that man <laughs> little Homicide And move on yeah, Little <laughs> Homicide <laughs> But you know When LaMarcus says I'm um, like you know What the world Won't let me to be And then he Immediately goes To idolizing Cliff Like you know You were able to live In your life You were able to do this And then whew, Uncle Cliff said something that was like So profound to me That I mean I instantly started Crying and I don't want to be like a crybaby, But Uncle Cliff Says something to the effect Of that what people don't understand That I am lonely and mm-hmm. that Or no he was saying something to the effect that like When your light shines so bright How lonely It can yeah. be mm-hmm. <sighs>
2: Felt that? you felt that while you're taking a, while you're taking a beat why do you think that it can be so offensive to ask like who are you what are you you know what I mean Like if you don't I'm trying to think of it from both sides if you don't ask we
4: won't know right but I feel like it's I don't think that it's more offensive. It's more of a loaded question. Hmm. And I think it's more of, are you ready to go down the road that this Mm -hmm. conversation leads? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Uncle Cliff's not perfect by any means. yeah. But nor is LaMarcus. And again, if we are, and for, For me, as someone who can more identify with an Uncle Cliff in these type of situations, for me, what the scary thing about going down this road is, is that we will then ultimately get to the point where I am saying I'm where I'm at Mm -hmm. and I can't tolerate anything else. Or Mm -hmm. I can't tolerate anything less than what I deserve. Mm -hmm. And... LaMarcus might be at that point where it's like I understand, I love you but I can't give you what you deserve right now and so at the same time why Uncle Cliff is saying when your light shines so bright people might look up to you oh yes we love Uncle Cliff, you're you, you're you but they don't understand at times like how lonely it can be because who's standing next to you? Mm -hmm. So I mean...
0: It's a lot mission. to take in, Bryce. I'm it not is. gonna lie to you. Yeah, and you
2: know the difference of knowing yourself and being unsure of yourself too. And I think yeah. mm-hmm. that's the reaction that the why the reaction could be
4: different for different people. And knowing your worth, yeah. And knowing like what you like, if you know your worth, then you know what you can't settle for. Mm-hmm. But sometimes right. you might want to pretend like you don't know your worth so that you can settle for a Lamarcus because right. like it, it's a whoo. It can be a lot. And so, like, I feel like... Let me just pause my microphone real quick because I don't want to get my emotions all in this. Give me two seconds. Okay. I'm back But um It just can be a lot because and, and again Like I I don't identify As an Uncle Cliff But when I tell you I have Had A LaMarcus I've had a Malik I've had a Brahim Okay, I've Bryce, This a, list, this list
0: so long Jesus Christ No i kidding <laughs> uh, Yeah Bryce No thank you so And for being vulnerable too yeah. On the ProPens yes. podcast Like you often talk about This kind of stuff And it's really cool To like hear you open up But also I know You probably are like See how powerful it is To have it on TV You know so it's like, it's like if you're for a lot of listeners, you're the one telling us these stories. So now you got like this amazing show on stars doing the same thing. You know, um, I also saw on, is it on BET? They got that new College Hill Celebrity Edition, yes. right? And they were talking to Big Frida. Big Frida. Uh, and it was but Big Frida and Slim Thug were having a conversation. And, Big, and Slim Thug basically said, you know, like what are you, you know? Hmm. And and Big Frida was able to say, like, I'm gender fluid. I don't have a pronoun. For me, like, it it depends on who I'm with. If I'm Mm -hmm. with my bros, I'm the bros. If I'm with the girls, I'm the girls. I'm the sister. Like, if I'm to my my niece and my nephew, what do you say, auntie? Uh, Or something like that. Uncle, auntie. Yeah, but but Big Frida was able to put that on television as well. And so I think it's it's a a mark of how far we've come as a society to where these conversations are being had. Mm -hmm. There's people talking about them on podcasts, but it's also on TV shows. And people are being more open with this. So I really appreciate uh, Bryce, you for sharing, but also this show for letting us have these conversations.
2: I agree because you know what? When I'm watching some of these shows, even like p Valley, and you think about like yourself and what you grew up watching and knowing, right? And you were only exposed to certain things. And so it's even a level of adjustment for me sometimes like, Oh, this is what we doing on TV now, right? But mm. it's only because that's not what I'm used to seeing all right. the time, and so this is for this is for everyone else who has never seen themselves in this, right? Um, just like as Black people, there are a lot of things we never saw ourselves in, right? Um, and so it's good that people have that outlet now to be able to showcase other elements of who they are we can have these discussions and be vulnerable on these podcasts so I agree I'm, I'm loving it too and I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing just the open relationships and people being vulnerable especially men we yes. don't get that a lot I don't get
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Because even the conversations between Uncle Cliff and Lil Murder get kind of cool, right? Yeah. So sometimes, like, uh, like for one, we found out that Lil Murder's been here all week and this is the first time he's been in Uncle Cliff bed. Now I right. could I would have thought that that would have already we'll happened. Play by that. Now. You downstairs. <laughs> but no, and you're right, but still, I little I assumed he had been up there too. Yeah, it's like this has been five days, and you just now f- seeing what the room looked like. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, y'all taking it slow. But when they get in there, like little little murder's like, so how are things going with Haley and uh, mm-hmm. little you know Uncle Cliff does his whole like Haley, LaKeisha, Robin, Rihanna, 50 You know, like he's going in, but you know they're having the conversation, and, and, and this is probably one of the first times we've had like an in depth conversation between the two of them in episode like almost like what probably ten episodes maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was it was a fun one to watch, even though it got into some deep subjects. Subject matter. I really did enjoy this scene.
4: I agree. Yeah, and it also makes me think uh, just about in my family, and you, again, all I'm, I'm I'm a black man, and all I know is my black family, mm-hmm. and it makes me think about how, as black people, we respond to death. Mm. I feel like um, we've all like I, I don't know everyone's personal situation or, or like how close you have been to death uh, but I, I feel like in my own personal experience I've I've been very close to death seen it and in, in, in I feel like as a little murder I feel like it's a wake-up call it's it's like you know um, it makes you want to change some things It makes you want to see a lot of, of different things It makes you think about the world differently and we, we've clearly seen that little murder has just witnessed a lover a friend a homie commit suicide right in front of them mm-hmm. and it's a lot so um, I also were you about to say something Bri? Well I was going to say I, I mean I don't think personally
2: I've been close to death in that sense but what I have is in the last couple of years you know I had never really experienced death from someone so close to me as I have in the last several years and so to think to be an adult at my age and never have really experienced it you know how how do I deal with it? I don't know. I take it day by day, right? Right. Um. But even to think about how would I deal with someone in the situation of you know someone I love or best friend taking their life or me wanting to do any of those things too, you know, sometimes you just don't know until that moment happens. Um. And we all deal with death in just different ways.
4: Yeah, and another thing now, mind you, I don't want to get too personal, but again, it's the Purple Pants podcast. We do see there's a scene where little Lamarcus and Uncle Cliff are having this moment. Then they hear this noise, and Grandma Ernestine is missing. Where she is she at? She didn't leave the house, and they are chasing her down. They find her down by the Mississippi River, and she wants to go into the river to be with her daughter, who we know is Uncle Cliff's mother. And in the beginning of the episode, when she is singing, And someone is saying like, you can hang it up now. It's time to rest. We can then assume that that's Uncle Cliff's mom. And so we get this glimpse of Grandma Ernestine very close to death. Uh, They get her back to the home and they call the ambulance. Now, uh, another thing about this ambulance scene for me was that like, they're allegedly in an urban area the ambulance is there first of all let a siren be on my block right now I'm getting a cup and I'm I'm sitting on my desk. grab your robe grab
0: your robe we about to go outside what's going on i like you
4: know I'm the neighborhood I was just like well where are the neighbors (laughs) yeah well, um, well I mean, we we know Dr. Lloyd probably doesn't experience that right now in Atlanta, Georgia, because she lives in a very gated community. <laughs> so, very fancy. You know, yes. a, a, you know, ain't no ambulance of police rolling up in that gated community. Don't get it but, They roll up, but they roll it up outside.
2: I can hear Okay, outside the gate. So so uh, uh, Buzz uh, me in. Buzz
4: uh, me uh, in. Buzz t- me right. in. <laughs> I didn't follow so, the ambulance here trying to see what's going on. Buzz uh, me in. Okay. <laughs> re over In that condo Let's just not forget (laughs) But uh, One thing that Again I feel like At times When people become Close to death And maybe Brandon You can speak to this Is that sometimes I feel like There are a lot of uh, Different emotions And sometimes I feel like As black men A way to like Pacify that emotion Of like Extreme sadness Or close to death Sometimes it gets Very sexual Um, Sometimes like You know i hitting a home run out the ballpark might relieve some of the tension that you are feeling in these very extreme and what should be said moments. And I think that we see that with Uncle Cliff after Grandma Ernestine goes to the hospital. Um, all of a sudden, Lil Murder becomes Lil Cisco, mm-hmm. and that thong, 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 thong. But I want to just be very clear And giving the writers and giving stars and giving just everyone involved with P-Valley for this moment of there are a lot of gay black male sex scenes that I have seen on TV Mm -hmm. that I've seen on this show. But I have to just say I loved the fact that right before Uncle Cliff and LaMarcus got intimate, Uncle Cliff grabbed that condom. Mm-hmm. Lamarcus said no. Uncle Cliff said, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that no, we need this. Yes. Now, I would have loved more conversation and I would have loved to see Uncle Cliff still put the condom on, but I love the fact that, at least, that they, at least it was mentioned. That it was mentioned. Mm-hmm. And not even like, you know how sometimes they like to like just slyly mention it. No, Uncle Cliff said, I'm talking negative results. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, again, in this realm of black queer people, we are at a very higher rate of HIV, and I think that it's very taboo that it does not get talked about, it doesn't get mentioned, and when we see these sex scenes on these type of shows, it's never talked about. So, for me, I just made a, a huge note that they even brought up the subject and I, I love that because more conversations need to be had because, again, there are other queer people fantasizing and romanticizing these love scenes, mm. you know, like, and they're not showing that. And we see the result with Tarika ending up pregnant and mm-hmm. so I, I think that it's important to just be very vigilant and very direct in the community that, like, whatever your sexuality is... how wrap it the fuck up okay <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> I, I stand by that I will just also say I'm learning a lot about sex um, even at my age you know this season with the show um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know okay but uh, yes no, I'm here for it. wrap it up I'm with you on that like we gotta have these conversations you gotta be direct you gotta be honest about it I don't care if it's in the moment or not you got you you got protection or you no?
4: Have to listen, <laughs> protect yourself and <laughs> whoa, well, you, could, you can you cover your ears, uh, Latavia, real quick. But well, hold we on, really,
0: Bryce. Okay, go I ahead, do want I I want to okay. put a pin in this conversation about oh, okay. the uh, about the condom. You ready?
4: Okay, here's what are Not you familiar the pin with? In the condom?
0: <laughs> oh, no, and <In> the conversation <laughs> about okay. the condom, Bryce. We ain't trying to trap nobody. So <laughs> you're familiar with though the like the principle of Chekhov's gun, right? Like that in a story. Every like every detail should serve a purpose mm-hmm. in its overall narrative, right? So mm-hmm. like like you show somebody with a condom, you say, "Oh, they're going to put the condom on." That means that they are being safe. But if you show somebody not put a condom on, that means that they are being unsafe, which right. means there's room in the story for now things to go awry with the condoms, right? So if this is Mercedes and the coach and the coach is like, should I use the condom? And Mercedes is like, no, I don't think so. We asking the question, is Mercedes going to end up pregnant, right? Because right. that is a possibility when you have protected sex. Because they flagged this moment and chose not to use the condom, do you think that we could lead to some deeper conversations about what happens oh, when you potentially do not do a that. A thousand
4: percent. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. A thousand percent. Now I want to say that. And again, here's <clears throat> again, like, so I'm thank you for drawing this to my attention because like, I was going to breeze over this, but in my recollection is little murder is saying that he good, but I'm trying to think like, I almost said the N word. Mm-hmm. Uh you men, people don't with... be getting
0: tested. Right. Yes. You didn't get tested, sir. Yeah. And... We didn't see that.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to did I see the condom on your penis? Right. And mm-hmm. also like being an HIV advocate, um, people don't understand that sometimes it can take up to six months for it to mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you if you are positive or the they are in your blood system to show up. So you might have a interaction that you're nervous about and then the next week you get a test and it comes back negative and you're like whoo I'm good but no baby you need to go for six months consecutively Mm -hmm. to ensure that so again I feel like them mentioning this is great because it opens the door for conversation however the simple act of it is risky but is it real life probably yes Mm Hmm. So do we
0: think there's going to be negative outcome from this? I, I, I,
4: I don't even want to go down that road. However, mm-hmm. if we were to go down that road, it would be realistic. And I think that a lot of people could learn from it. Okay. So I wouldn't be mad at it. But for me being selfish, I don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I want to like, give me the story romanticist that you give the cisgender ninjas. Yeah. You yeah. know, but at the same time, that's real life. And again, in Atlanta, and I don't, I don't know how we got here, but in Atlanta, uh, Sharia, the HIV rate in black gay men is high. One in two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. In, in, in D.C., one in two. Mm-hmm. In Philadelphia, one in three. So again, let those numbers sink in. Like that—that mm-hmm. that is... <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot and it's scary. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so,
2: um, so you like, do okay. have to, I'm, I'm with you. Like I would, maybe though it needs to be some deeper conversation that needs to happen following this. Hopefully not negative consequences for it, but at the same time,
0: it's people have life. to see
2: that, that exactly what's happening every day.
0: Right. right, a dialogue for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like so, like there's, there's something that really bothers me about TV shows sometimes is that they don't take care of the people that they put in the show. Mm-hmm. Like you really put your main character through the ringer. You know, like and it was, like I have that issue with Lovecraft Country in different a- areas where I'm like, bruh, like we get it. yeah. Like these people are down bad, but like, come on, get your foot off their necks a little bit, you know? Right. Um, and, and not like in a storytelling way, but just like, it gets deeply personal sometimes. And a story like this to where you are so connected to the main character and this, this love story. And like, we've seen so much loss. Do we really want to explore a conversation about HIV in a negative sense? Well, you know, like where <laughs> someone actually contracts it in a situation like little murder and uncle cliffs are like, I don't want to see that, but <laughs> right. I do think that there's probably a way you could have, have the conversation and talk about how realistic it is that little murder just was with somebody the other day and mm-hmm. did not get tested without actually having Uncle Cliff or little murder have to be victim to that. But I, yeah. I don't think it would be responsible to leave this at this. I think you do continue the conversation a little bit, even if it's subtle, yeah. but right. you still let them have their love story because you Absolutely. don't have to put them through all of that. I don't think so.
4: And like the 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 thing about we are in 2022, uh, what HIV and AIDS looks like today is not the same as oh, what it looked yeah. like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a death sentence 15 years ago. Uh, today, it's not that. And again, I always try to use my platform as a black gay man to to advocate for things like that, because like. I have friends that are dealing with this. I, I know what it looks like up close. And mm-hmm. it's not what it's like. It, it it's not what it was like ten years ago. However, at the same time, it doesn't mean that you don't protect yourself. And we've come a long way. They have prep. There's a lot of just different things that uh can be said. Just like the morning after pill, they've got pills like that. You can go on like so it's a lot. But it but I I'm just happy that I and made us to have this conversation um, on this podcast because there are so many people that don't know about it or do not know um, how risky mm-hmm. at times being in this lifestyle can be. And then not just for me, I just read a report today that cisgender like men and women, HIV rates have surpassed. The gay rates Like you know Like th- th- this affects everybody This ain't just like A gay disease And so I I would love Just more topic On this subject Because I feel like Um it's important, but again, I don't want to like wrap this all in that, but That's again, okay. I'm the just, message
2: is be responsible, yes. be <sighs> responsible with Cisco, Lil Mer, whoever, whoever it, is. it is, protect yourself and those that you are with as well.
4: Yes, but Amen. I'm just grateful to be able to have this conversation with y'all. And I just appreciate y'all allowing me to like take this moment to talk about it because I, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, we get Haley, Hmm. Now she give them, She now she want to be giving Mother Teresa. Okay, giving advice and stuff. Boo, she pop I hate up it. on <laughs> Keyshawn. She pop up on Keyshawn at the grocery store with Derek. Now, not Derek. Like not a moon pie. Oh my God! Like Derek, wow. get out my
2: face we got to wrap that's what we, that's what needs to be wrapped up Derek and
0: Andre <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> double, back, double back for Andre both, every both time
4: of <laughs> both, both of, them. <laughs> <laughs> of them but now all yeah. of a sudden we see Haley checking in on Keyshawn and she pops up her at the grocery store and she sees Keyshawn's face and she's like I see you didn't use the gun that I gave you and Keyshawn's like I can't it's all of this all of that and then she even pops up at Keyshawn's home And Derek like who you And she's like oh I'm a friend of a friend of a friend And she's like I brought a gift for the baby She's talking to Keyshawn and and she's grabbing Her Keyshawn's Child and she, She tells a story Now earlier in the The episode when Autumn was talking to Uncle Cliff She mentioned her child And how in the the relish of her getting away from her abuser, she lost her child. Hmm. And when she is at... Keyshawn's house she tells this Lullaby to her her, Keyshawn's baby and essentially That you know she was with this Big bad wolf but she kept her tears In a bag and when the bag Finally released it flooded However the baby couldn't Swim but the mother could So essentially like she waited too Long because she had so many Tears uh, And again abuse and you can You can understand or place in what she's meaning by tears in this story. And she gives Keyshawn a phone and it's like, you know, when you're ready, but don't wait too long. And again, I I thought like, okay, here y'all go trying to humanize Haley. We understand. (laughs) She's a mother that lost her a a child. She was an abused woman. You know, she does have a story. I think the fact of our lack of empathy for Haley is because we just don't know who to, she is. Right. Jesus.
2: We just, we don't. We, that's we who don't. Needs, that's who needs an a episode where we take it back to see where she came from.
4: Where you came from. <laughs> but we see her offering this like olive branch to Keyshawn. But again, the show has made me so jaded that I feel like. I don't trust your your generosity. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: yeah, that's a good point. Because the show—that's why I say I, I wanted to complain. Because the show finally <laughs> got you me. You complain finally, too. <laughs> I, you know, just yelling into the ether right now. But like, the show finally got me because I hate autumn. But in this episode, I was like, okay. Maybe I don't hate Autumn. But then the moment you said it, Bryce, you said, I can't trust it. I'm like, yeah, I hate her again. Because here's the thing. She's rescuing Keyshawn, which you would think would be something that somebody who's went through abuse, like that would be a natural thing that that person might want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I've experienced this and I want to help you because I don't want you to fall into the same stuff that I fell into. Gotcha. Makes sense. But then you tell me that Autumn is a business owner. And she's a smart business owner, and Keyshawn is the hottest stripper in the South right now. Mm-hmm. Is Autumn trying and to use burner phone. And Who recently died? <laughs> right, and people, yeah, exactly, exactly. So now is Autumn trying to scoop up her next? Mercedes, you know, like, is she going back to go get Mississippi back into the club so that they can start to rebuild the pink? Because she already Mm -hmm. talked about it. Yeah. She she sacrificed the money that she had for her daughter to get the pink. Right. Mm -hmm. Like she sacrificed all that stuff. And so it feels like she wants to like to take ownership of the pink in that way. But also, if you want the pink to be successful, it doesn't hurt to get Keyshawn on your roster. So now I can't trust her and I hate her again.
2: That's actually what I thought she was going to be saying um, Mm. when they ran into each
0: other. Like come back to work. Mm hmm. Oh, see, I didn't even, I didn't even peep it because I, I, I'm telling you, they got me this time. I was really like, oh, look at Autumn trying to be a normal no. human, but now I'm like, mm, if she asks her to come back to the club, I might flip the table. So I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> also, you got
4: to realize Autumn won't have no home to go to, so you know she just perused ah, the free store. She's just trying to get a roommate. <laughs> you know what? That's why
0: she out and about in everybody. She business. like escape, right? Yeah. If, if Keyshawn escaped me and Keyshawn could get an apartment together, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we good. Like, yeah. oh, okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. You can't touch right. these light skinned women. And huh? this, this oh, I'm sorry why, Did that slip out oh, oh,
4: oh, oh, this is why you. I don't trust the autumn Girl all that money mm-hmm. Girl you giving me a Nokia <laughs> <laughs> oh, It was a burner phone <laughs> No <laughs> Not the Nokia <laughs> You took it back I, I, Girl What keeps Supposed to play snake With her kids <laughs> on like, And pong um, <laughs> I, I, I I I was confused by it But again I I and listen so y'all know I go on the Twitters y'all know I be like you know I be like and so I I went on the Twitter this morning because I was up at 4.45 watching this and someone said death comes in threes Mm. well we got two down right we had well technically one Rome Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. put Grandma Ernestine in the. And know where she ain't supposed to be. But if Grandma Ernestine is possibly two, then could it be Derek? Wait, wait, but what about Teague? Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, See, I skipped Rome.
0: <laughs> I forgot about Rome. Okay. I was like, so wait, he don't, count. I thought, we don't I'm like here him. for this map. I'm here for this map
4: because that means Grandma Ernestine doesn't die. Exactly. If that's because mm-hmm. we already got our three. Right. So uh, Tink, man. Rome, and could it be Derek? All F boys. That would be nice. Hmm. That would be nice. A, a clean sweep. Oh,
0: F boys. I could put. My rose colored glasses On for this one But it, realistically speaking I think we might have seen The last of Grandma Ernestine Getting into uh, the ambulance Yeah she on the way out uh, It sounded like She was ready to go uh, But also It's COVID I, I know uh, Dr. Lloyd said That she lost somebody During the pandemic And so did I've lost a few people In mm-hmm. the last two years Like to the point where when I lost one of my best friends in the height of the pandemic to where you couldn't go to the hospital. Right. So I didn't go to, I I wasn't able to visit them in the hospital and I wasn't able to visit them. I didn't go to the funeral. There was Mm -hmm. no funeral. And so like, I think when little murder is telling uncle Cliff to tell grandma Ernestine goodbye, he said, tell
4: her goodbye. Yeah. 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 Right. And and that's what she was saying. She was like, if I leave, I'm not coming back. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. was
0: ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think she was ready. Bryce.
4: Yeah, I mean no, I, 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 but again, is Uncle Clifford ready? No, he's definitely not ready. Yeah, man, are you ever ready? You're right? I I mean, can can I you mean, be ready? I, right? I mean, and so again, I feel like tra- if we're talking trauma bonding, is this going to push Little Murder and Uncle Cliff uh, together? Now, mind you. Last and final scene And one thing uh, Another thing that I am Very happy that P-Valley is talking about And showing is that Y'all might perceive Uncle Cliff one way You might perceive Lil' Murder another way But I'm sure you saw and heard Lil' Murder say fill me up Jump from <laughs> <a> do- <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes <laughs> Don't sleep on the flamboyance Don't sleep on the listen And again, I, I just that is a very real representation i'll i'll leave it at that uh but the next morning i thought was a very uh endearing moment where i don't know what they were saying to each other but from what i grasped from the entertainment was that little murder was still not ready to like be open. Mm-hmm. And I think Uncle Cliff was like, don't worry about that. Only when you're ready.
2: So you saying he giving him a little more time.
4: I think he's giving him a little more mm-hmm. time. And I think that at time, that's all we really want is for people to like again we know what it's like. We, we, I can under like, you know, I'm sure Uncle Clip knows what his experience was like. So I'm sure he can have empathy for little murder. And, um, in this experience, and especially in the sense of like how he is presented and what the world won't allow him to be. But you know, when you are ready, but I'm not talking forever. It's like them people that are engaged for 20 years. Huh. You know, I think it's like that same premise. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna let you put the ring on my finger. But this ain't a seven year thing. This ain't a four year thing. This, like well, time I, is I, of the essence. Honey. Time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. I don't need
0: another <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, not to not to make this a little ratchet, but you know, it's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper, y'all. It's you know, y'all be together. Y'all know what y'all are. What you mean? I mean, live your life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but they don't hurry like up. you don't know, always want to live messy. your life behind closed doors. <laughs> um, <I'm> go, yeah, <laughs> again, up. yeah, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, uh, you know, um, yeah, watching them together is kind of like there's so much going on in this small town, just in these people's lives, right? Like, so imagine. Um, Lil Murder's is dealing with all of this, right? He just lost like a uh, ex lover, friend, or whatever. He's trying to make it in the music business. He's got this identity thing going on with him. He's, in, he's seemingly in love with Uncle Cliff as well. He's helping Uncle Cliff deal with the loss of his potential loss of his grandma. Okay. Had in a in, in a time where COVID and there's so much uncertainty with that. Um, he also is dealing with. Uh, we saw like a lot of the protests
4: with and the, and the, poli- the key police shootings yes. and stuff like that. There's so much going and on. Also, and we're like, wait, wait, wait. There's another thing. Riri from. Lay- Last week, where the hell is Lil Murder's home? Is he homeless? He's five days getting
2: homeless. That's why Uncle Clifford said, you'll be here another night.
0: <laughs> he, he did. He did say that. <laughs>
2: you, you spent the whole day in Big T car before he died? Where is your home? He doesn't have one.
0: Okay so, so look So this homeless man Is dealing with All this stuff And we're like You know For the sake of TV You know like Hey get it get it together So you yeah. can have This love story But obviously Life is more complicated Than that And so I think If you look at the show Holistically It's really covering a lot And then and All of this stuff Informs how we act Right So like It's just not Like one person Dealing with one crisis He's dealing with so Several, much And each of yeah. them are Right And so Yeah We always gotta Extend some more grace But you gotta Protect your peace At the end of the mm-hmm. day Like you can extend So much grace To other people That you over. And you don't yourself. have anything that's else right. for yourself yeah. Exactly So um, hopefully he gets it together Because Uncle Cliff gonna have to take that L if he don't
2: mm. Let's see what
0: happens Game gave little Nikki and now He's like you can oh, have more time Fill yeah. me up You can stay You ain't going right. nowhere <laughs> <laughs> Fill me up Bryce if you oh, name this right, So
4: fill me up I swear to God <laughs> I think that's the name of this podcast <laughs> O-M-G but listen, y'all, I am so excited that Destiny's Child DC 3, Destiny Fulfilled, has returned this week. It was giving a lot. We lost Chappelle and Lisa Okay. Yeah. I'm back, back, baby. Re-Re was <laughs> down the Mississippi with her phone. Oh, <laughs> hey, listen, it was giving a lot, it but was. listen, we came back. We came back for the re 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 reopening of the pink, and I am so grateful. So my fingers are crossed. I don't even want to tell the purple pants posse that all three of us will be back next
2: week. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday week. Next Sunday's my birthday, guys. So listen, hey. so listen,
4: Riri, next week fill us up, okay? Yep. <laughs> Can I, get, can I get filled up? Ah, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I Cut can't. The Listen.
0: Cut the tape. <laughs> done. Cut the tape. Cut the camera. Turn the mic I off. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Listen. Cameras, dead ass. Respectfully and safely <laughs> fill it up. Yay. This has been your Purple
1: Pants Podcast episode.
3: Recap.
1: <laughs> it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash
3: It's a, it's a purple pants, it's a purple pants, it's a purple pants Promotion Promo, shen pur is pants
0: It's so
4: pull pants, promote shen pants, And we are back this week. It's been a while since I have done a purple pants promotions, but I recently discovered an online shop that I felt like resonated with the purpose of purple pants promotion. So, I'm really excited to do this segment. So, let me just stop talking and I came across an Instagram shop called SNP, otherwise known as Strive and Prosper, and the creator of the brand reached out to me, asked if they can come on the Purple Pants podcast. And you know me, it's all about growth and creation and making connections. So, I'm so excited to welcome to the podcast Justin Tiff, the creator of of S P aka Strive and Prosper. Justin, welcome to the podcast.
5: Thank you, Bryce. Thank you uh, for inviting me on to the uh, Purple Pants Podcast. I really appreciate it.
4: Of course, we're excited to have you. So of course, we want to know like Strive and Prosper. Like what what is the brand S P?
5: Okay, so the brand S P, it stands for Strive and Prosper, like you said. It was created last year and basically the brand just stands for just uh it's like you got goals so you're striving to make them goals but like you know when you put that work in and doing what you got to do you're going to prosper in the end because that's like the way the universe works you put in that work and the universe will reward you so strive and prosper because you're striving to be greater and it, i will prosper to be greater you
4: know so. no i love that i i always say to my listeners and i always just say to myself that that i'm on a road to a better price i feel like i have started off on the road and i am striving to get to a place where i can prosper so for me the meaning of the brand really rings home a lot to me uh what are the type of items that strive and prosper currently has
5: so, the brand has I have trucker hats, I have socks, I have flip flops or sandals, uh, I have shorts and I have hoodies and jackets. Okay, and I'm working on a few uh shades, I'm I working on a few shades designs. So, you're gonna have so- shades.
4: Shade, we, we we clearly hear this accent, so it's giving like down south shades as in like sunglasses or yeah, shades like sunglasses. As in like Bish, stop throwing shade. Because I mean, if if that's if you sell a stop throwing <laughs> shade, uh, I'd like to buy a lot of that. But...
5: <laughs> no, we're not throwing no shade over here. No, okay, only only, sh- only thing we b- we blocking is the shade with these oh sunglasses that we'll be dropping. So the S&P sunglasses or shades,
4: wherever you from. So I appreciate it. So where are you from?
5: Originally Philadelphia, but I live, have my life in, well, a little bit more to have my life in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm currently living in Atlanta, Georgia right now.
4: Wow. Philadelphia. That's a great connection. I'm from Philly. My right. family roots are in Philly. So shout out to Philly. Uh, what got you into wanting to start this? I don't want to say clothing company. So I guess I'll say a lifestyle brand. Like what what like were your that. inspirations of this lifestyle brand of SP, Strive and Prosper?
5: So I started a brand because a few years ago I got shot 10 times and I was wow. paralyzed. Yeah, I was paralyzed doing that. So I
4: just hey, going through that. So you were shot 10 times and paralyzed. Correct. That's correct. I was shot 10
5: times. My right leg was paralyzed, so I was in a wheelchair for a little bit.
4: So you say a little bit. Are you no longer in a wheelchair?
5: No, I'm no longer in a wheelchair now. I'm, like, walking. So I went through, like, all the equipment from, like, wheelchairs the like, walkers, forearm crutches, canes. I went through that whole process. So I'm currently walking now. So, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it's been a journey you know what i'm saying no
4: definitely you're you've definitely been striving striving what and the inception of this uh brand you're saying was thought of during that time of when you were shot and your right leg was paralyzed uh yeah but it was more so
5: like I just going through that whole like situation I told myself I wanted to try things that I always wanted to try because you only live once and that right there showed me. So I always wanted to start a brand. So it's like, I know better time than just like started. So I was coming up with the idea and designs, but like I fully like got into it like last year. So it's been a process, this this whole, you know, it's like starting a brand, but it, it's finally here.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that that's a, uh an incredible story uh, to be, and I don't even know the right terminology, so please, like, correct me, or please set me straight, so because I just can't get over the fact, like, you were shot ten times, and you were paralyzed, and to my understanding, I always felt like if someone were to be paralyzed, I always felt like that was a, a permanent situation, so you were able to Oh, like i i fill in the blank for me here because i i, I am just flabbergasted I, I did not know that and um that's so encouraging but I, I i for me it just makes me want to know more of your story like
5: yeah so like when it comes to like being paralyzed there's like two different types like that incomplete incomplete so i was an incomplete um, my injury was a t- was an incomplete t12 so with the incomplete means it's just like I have a chance to be able to walk mm. while versus complete means like it's I don't I don't want to say you don't have no chance, but it's just a harder. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's just the percentages are a little lower. So I don't want to say it's impossible. It's just the percentages are lower. So I had it incomplete. So I still had like feeling in my legs as well. So with that being said, it was. My percentages were a little higher to be able to walk, so it's just like just going through that whole but, process. I learned about just it being like different types, you know.
4: No, for sure. This. But I, I, I would even imagine that if I were shot ten times and they're telling me I'm incomplete, I don't even know if I will believe that. Like with you going through your recovery and them, and with you learning about complete or incomplete, did you ever think during that like? that process or even like your darkest time, did you ever feel like you would be able to walk again?
5: Uh, i am be honest. Uh, in the beginning, no, I didn't think. Cause like when I first found out, like the doctor, he, he, t- he didn't tell me, but he told my mom and my aunt, like, yo, like he might not have a chance. T- like, I don't think he's going to have a chance t- to walk. But then like when I got transferred, so that shit hit me hard. Cause it was just like, damn, like, i right. had to live my life in a wheelchair, the whole my life in a wheelchair like when I'm used to one thing. But it was just like it was kinda it was hard, you know what I'm saying? It was hard to take in. So I went through a lot just like emotion like emotionally, like mentally. And just like when I got transferred to another rehabilitation center, they was like when they was reviewing my injury and everything, they like the doctor there was like, nah, man, you got a chance, like, cause you got an incomplete, cause that first they thought it was A complete, but then when he when he looked at it, it was like complete. Now you got a chance. So when I when I heard that, it was just like I just worked my ass off. You know what I'm saying? I worked my ass
4: off. What can I ask? Like during those moments when you were told it was complete, or you you didn't know, like what was the light at the end of the tunnel for you? Like what was the thing that kept you working towards and? what was working towards i mean i have so many questions and so again please excuse if my ignorance because I'm not good. like what what do you think your motivation was towards working towards being able to recover from this
5: uh my motivation was uh well i got i got a a great support system so I want to thank my family because they was there you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like they was there to, like for me like during that time so I I'm, I was fortunate because some people i I I'd have met and we we're like just being in different rehabs, rehab centers and they don't have nobody so I was fortunate like I had to have that you know that encouragement that push you know so I appreciated that and then just also just like for myself because like I didn't want to just like live my life you know you know what I'm saying in a wheelchair, like, I just didn't want to do that. Like, right. especially if I knew I was going to have a chance. I not want to finna, like, nah, yo. Like, I am nah. It just, I just wasn't going for it. So I just worked my ass off like, in order, like, like to be able to, like, walk again. So it was, I went to therapy. It hurt. I still was, was pushing through, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was not trying to be in a wheelchair. So but i'm I'm fortunate like like during my times in the wheelchair like it taught me things so like I wouldn't take that whole process for like life for nothing I went to the whole process for granted because I learned a lot just
4: on so the whole process s- when you say you learn things like what are some things that you learned or that you were because I would imagine that um there are a lot of times in in people's lives that you you know maybe aren't in this situation but I could imagine there are times, I think of like professional football players where they want to be on the field, but the coach sits them down. There might be people that want to go for a position they go for a position, but they don't get it. And they're, they're sat down. So it's almost like you're benched in that sense. What were some of the things that you feel personally that you've learned during that time when you were in a wheelchair or when you were not walking? Uh, I
5: learned empathy. Mm. develop empathy like that was one just hey, forget hey,
4: can you elaborate ahead. on that just like
5: like just it's big it's not just me like it's just it's not just about me it's just about everyone it's about just loving and caring just everybody I met cause everybody I met during the whole process from my like family seeing used to like my nurses like they was all there for me like and it was like if I needed to talk like, they, cause you know, like your family can't make it all the time. So it's just like your mom need her. Like, cause my mom was, I was fortunate to have my mom with me, like, part of their process, just like being in nice hospital with me. But you know, she needed her time to herself, like, cause she was going through a lot. So, like, just being able to have, like, my nurses and, like, being able to talk to them and just, like, uh, just talking to other people in my, re- in my different rehabil- in my rehab centers and just seeing, like, yo, they got it way worse than I, like, I think I got it bad, but they may I got it mm. worse than me, and they still pushing, they still positive, they still, you know, it's like, they still grateful, you know what I'm saying, just for like, like, just being allowed and being here, so it just made me look at life a little bit different, and then just like, just being able to just not be so like, being able to like, let, you know, express some my
4: emotions, like, just, you know, sometimes right. it's kind of hard. So you were saying to be able to not be, and then you stopped, not be so what? Not be so
5: like, uh, I want to say not be so, uh, w- hold up. Not be so scared to like express my emotions and yeah, how I feel, bro. Because like during that time, like I went through blessed wedding tears. I got a tattoo on because I shed tears during that process. I was, you know what I'm saying?
4: Do you, <laughs> I do you feel like ahead? prior to this, do you feel like you weren't able to express? your feelings or express, like, your emotions, it, like,
5: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that at, at times it'd be, like, hard to express, but then, like, when I went through this whole process, it's easier for me, like, shit, like, if I'm going through some shit, if I got to just, like, shed a few tears, like, I like, just would like for me to get it off, like, like, that's what I got to do in order to, like, like, get up and then just, I'm gonna have, I shed them tears and then, like, i'm back on it like you know what i'm saying so it's just like it just made me like be a little bit more like vulnerable you know what i'm saying better express myself a little bit better in everything like when it comes to my emotions and everything no so tell me that.
4: definitely I, I feel like vulner- vulnerability in a place um is a place where at times we can feel our lowest but in the same time it is the place where we can grow and right. it just keeps having me think to the beginning of like our conversation where SMP strive and prosper and I asked you like was this company started in the midst of like you going through your darkest storm and I feel like you kind of like we're like no I just was working but I feel like everything that you described in your journey has been striving and prospering. right? And so like, I, I mean, it's your company. I don't know. I'm asking you, but I, I feel like just listening to you um, and, and hearing your story, not only does your brand alone, SP, strive and prosper. It means something, but I, I truly feel like hearing your story today is like, your you embody your brand striving and prospering that like at your darkest moments at like you know when they telling you complete and then you hear incomplete and then you're able to like you know what you learning empathy you being able to at your darkest moments being able to recognize like i've got to allow my mom to live her life i can this you i don't know i just maybe yeah. i'm just in a nah, right. being but I, nah. I just I I feel there is definitely power in the name of your brand and for me it's more inspiring knowing your story, not knowing that you have strived and you are currently prospering.
5: Right, right. not, nah, and you're right. Like it is like the brand like this is a brand and this brand is like like what I, the brand is me basically because I don't I wouldn't rep nothing that I feel like it doesn't represent me and starting the positive. It's like you said, it represents me, what I went through, and then just as I'll keep going, you know what I'm saying? So I right. agree with everything you said right there.
4: Yeah, no, I think your story is inspiring and I think that you know there is always truth in our our stories and our vulnerability, and I, I feel like at times for me, um, sometimes we say ego, but ego really is our pride, and it's not really wanting for us to reveal our truths or reveal our stories um, that sometimes holds back our blessings. But I, I definitely think um, I'm so happy that you reached out to me. Um, for interest in coming on the podcast I'm truly honored but I definitely just think that there is power in our stories and for us to strive and for us to prosper I think that it is amazing now although to others we may be looking like we're prospering but you know we may, may be saying to ourselves we're not where we want to be right Right. But that's still striving. Like, right. you know, like I feel like strive and prosper isn't just a. Now nah, I'm it's like, you
5: want better. It's like, right. you're striving to have better. And it's like, it, and we can have it. it.
4: It's an ongoing process. Yeah, you might right, strive right. and prosper to get a car, but right. that doesn't mean that, like, okay, now I have my car. That means it's done. Now I got to strive for something else. And I feel right. like now I'm bad at different things. But I feel like it's not a noun. I feel like it might be a verb, an action thing.
5: That, it's like what Nip said. It's a, it's a marathon, you know. It's
4: right. Like, it's, it's not a race. Okay. Yeah. Go, okay. What you know about little Nipsey Hustle? Yeah,
5: uh, I fuck with it, man. Like he's my motivation. Like just. Seeing like like what he was able to do, have his own have his own brand, have his own story, that's motivation. And to see where he come from, and to see where he made it, that's the motivation for me to just like go hard. He left the blueprint, so no nope, follower. Sure. Way-
4: and I, I I definitely have so much respect and admiration for Nipsey Hustle. Uh, but at times I feel like it is that story of the black man that they want to strive and they want to get out and uh, make a new lane for themselves and because of their past history at times they're only respected or admired in death and I feel like as a black man to strive and prosper is something that like we don't take heed to or we don't respect we don't you know I, I just I don't know I, I, at times I do feel like in this industry and just this 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 field that there isn't enough like Black men to Black men showing each other love and opening the door and just, you know, just being able to strive and having someone else see that and say, you know what, you're motivating me. I want to strive to prosper. Again, I I, I love the name and the inception of Your brand and hearing your story just makes me want to support it so much more. Um, And that's why I'm truly honored to have you on the podcast to be able to tell your story because I feel like this is what uh, the inception of this segment, uh, the Purple Pants Promotion was to do to highlight Black entrepreneurs out here striving and prospering. I feel like I might need to change the name of the segment to the Purple Pants Promotion (laughs) to the Purple Pants Strive and Prosper. (laughs) I'm just just being honest to any of the listeners and uh, the Purple Pants Posse that's listening like if someone was interested in and getting a hat or getting some socks where would they be able to to find strive and prosper
5: okay so you can find me on instagram at SP underscore 2013 and also online as well i'm gonna send you the website so you can put it up but the website is definitely i took it down so i can add more pictures and more stuff to it but it's definitely coming back up by the by monday it will be back up so
4: Okay, well, the podcast comes out Tuesday, so listen. I feel like the posse will be in store because by the time the podcast comes out, it'll be out. So the name of right, your Instagram right. is s n p underscore what twenty thirteen. Okay, and there is a link in the bio that they can click to check out some of this yes. amazing merchandise that I'm trying to check out right now, but I can't. But by Tuesday, I'll be able to check it out. And did
5: you would, get the uh, socks I had? Uh, I sent you. How'd you like I, them?
4: I did get the socks. They are very comfortable. And, you know, I've been I've been waiting for us to schedule this interview so that, you know, because I'm a runner. So I like to run and, you know, I like to show my legs off. So I like, you know, so I've been waiting for this. So the next time that I go for a run, I definitely will. Will be wearing my S&P socks. So I will be able to share with the posse, but also I want to get some more socks. I want to see what's at, what it's popping for, what it's hitting you. for. And I love hats. So I definitely want to support the hats. Um, and if there's anything that someone can take away from this interview or the SP brand uh, before we close out, what would it be?
5: Just continue to strive in life. Like, like whatever you want to do, just do it. Like don't let nothing stop you. But don't let nothing, family, yourself. Like just keep growing. As long as you put that work in, it's going, it's going to eventually happen. You know what I'm saying? That's how the universe works. You Put good, you put a positive energy out there. you Put that work in. It's going back. It's going to come back to you. So just gotta keep like striving in life. You know. So that's what I would give to the people. Just, just keep striving. Don't let nothing stop you. You got it.
4: We appreciate that. And it is a marathon and not a race. Right. Justin Tiff, the creator of Strive and Prosper s and I am truly honored uh, to have you on the podcast and listen, maybe we you can come back and we can talk more. We can when there is a new launch of new product. I would definitely love to have you back. But truly, thank you so right. much for I would
5: love to be back. I would love yes. to come back to the podcast. And I appreciate you for giving me this opportunity and everything. So and then you continue to keep doing what you're doing because you're doing great things. I
4: see. Well, well, I appreciate you so much, my good black brother. It's giving SP, Strive and Prosper. And this has been your purple pants promotions. Who's
2: the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky
4: freak? freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, and I'm excited about this week's Freak of the Week. This amazing human being has not released a studio album since 2016. Lemonade that's right this week's freak of the week is Beyonce she is releasing her new studio album Renaissance this Friday July 29th we've known about it for a month she's been ramping up the promotion we know Beyonce is normally used to uh, dropping surprise albums in the middle of the night Then you wake up you got a Beyonce album but it seems she is going back to the old music industry days where you're giving the album promo we haven't seen a video yet for Brick my soul but listen they announced the track listing for her upcoming album and listen it sent the internet into a whirlwind. I am just excited for this album, Renaissance. She released the track listing. I'm that girl, cozy, alien superstar, cuff it, energy, break my soul, church girl, plastic off the sofa, Virgo's groove, move, heated, thick, all in your mind. America has a problem. Hmm pure slash honey and summer renaissance 16 songs beyonce is giving us and we do know this is part one volume one renaissance and so i am excited so listen i had to say you know what beyonce giselle knows carter you are this week's freak of the week i am ready for the weekend so i can get into this album I don't know if it's going to be all dance like, you know, break my soul and how Drake did. But listen, I know Beyonce delivers with a jam, so I am excited. And Beyonce, we are ready for renaissance. You are this week's Freak of the Week. If Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter is this week's Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Purple Pants Posse, you know, yeah, baby boy, appreciate you for always listening and showing so much love and support. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you can find the Purple Pants Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you write a review. Make sure you give your baby boy some five stars. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend to fill me up. Because it's a, it's a.
1: 18 plus.